Welcome to the glittering bones of advertising. I'm Craig McLeod. I've got a full posse of friends here today to evaluate and evaluate some stuff. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> some ad stuff. stuff. Here's, here's something I bought on the internet today. Yeah. No. What sorry. the hell was that? What have you bought in there? Is that like a little eyedropper or a little breath yes, mint or something? Eyedropper. I've got a little bit of a cold coming on. So, that, so, so you know. Oh, yeah. Mind. A little clear eyes. How good is it? Mm, I love that. Yeah. That little refreshing uh, little moment. But we're not here to talk about my. Um, my uh, my spring allergies. We're here. To talk no, about we're not. We're not here to talk about your spring allergies. For me, accents are they are they good or not? Are they good or are they not? Although this ad that we're going to have a look at also has some anime, some amazing three mm. D, and mm. a whole lot of stuff going on for a ripping beer. I might say as well. It's a tasty drop, the Asahi. But uh, yeah. shall we have a little Captain Cook? Why settle for the usual taste? In Tokyo, we never do. It takes a city like Tokyo to inspire a beer like Asahi Super Dry, the refreshing taste of modern Japan, beyond expected. Hats wow. off to the Japanese, I say. Wow. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> oh I don't know. A little, a little bit of fur that's joined us. Oh, yeah. thirsty. Hi, furry. Very nice. Um, Very nice. Um, if, I, my accents, what do we think? I, I uh, can I, I'm you all about them? them. Yeah, I think that they give, they give, it depends what accents you use, but I think it adds like a premium touch, especially to this one. I feel like it's a little bit more exotic than if it was like an Aussie being like, oh, yeah, beer. I don't know. I think it adds class. And I think when it's used properly, it really can elevate a brand. But if it's not used properly, I think it can, you know, be at the peril of the brand as well. But I'm for it. I think you've hit the nail on the head, Cara. It's like I've never seen a beer ad come off so elevated and classy. And, like, when you think about all of the elements being, like, anime and interesting transitions and beer and accents, you sort of think, well, how's that going to come together? But the way they've brought it together is really, really interesting. And, I mean, having really attractive lead talent definitely helped their case, I think. <laughs> yeah. I always like that. Totally. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attractive lead talent. I, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to be the voice of, uh, the voice of dissent today. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> always. i I liked it. I like the accent. I like the beer. I don't think it does justice to the to the to the beer and to the heritage of the beer. Like I think it's Japanese. I think they tried to put too much Japanese stuff in, and I don't yeah. think anyone drinking an Asahi gives a damn about anime or. Um, I think they're like the Ginza and all those the lights and <laughs> like waking up. In a gutter in Tokyo is what Asahi's all about. No, it's not. No, but like, this do you think it's pretty, aimed at a younger? Maybe it's aimed at a younger demographic, though. JJ, yeah, like people no that aren't interested in heritage, and that's maybe it's the new kind of up and coming. You know, a little bit of a hmm, that want to like fancy the, beer. 
I think the Japanese are really cutting edge when it comes to when it comes to design and to food and to and to and to drinks and like they're really there's something really um, culturally like just on about the Japanese when they're at their best. But like you look at the the Asahi can itself is just amazing. And I reckon this lets it down. I think the I think the voiceover works. I think the accent works. I think the, but I think they've just tried to. Oh, it's all a bit Japanese. But like, the, where is the where's the bit that cuts? Where's the cultural cutting edge that Japan is famous for? I think it misses. Well, I think you've just spoken about those things that you think make Japan Japan, which is sort of being cutting edge. And I really felt that the ad demonstrated those elements particularly like there's a huge heritage of you know animation and and cartooning from the anime world that they brought forward into this there's that enormous tech component the 3d the dive as well so there was elements there as well i thought gabs is right on i thought the talent was spectacular but for me and the reason i actually tabled this ad was the accent so it wasn't truly japanese it wasn't english it wasn't american but that's what really piqued my interest with it so the reason it's very much expat. It I really felt. interested me as to why they chose that kind of person because they could have definitely had, you know, that American Japanese, which I think is very sexy, like a female American Japanese accent, or they could have had more of a traditional Japanese accent that I felt thought was probably where I wanted them to go. So that's where I felt that that accent missed the mark for me for a cue when thinking about the beer and being a beer drinker. And I know, JD, you've said you like it as well. I'm a massive rap on this beer, but I was hoping that I would get like either a a wise male Japanese accent, which I just think is ripping. Like there's lots of movies like Tom Cruise's movie with the Japanese where there's all these brilliant rich characters and their voiceovers that I thought would have lended itself and perhaps then paid homage, JD, to that history that you were talking about with with the brand. So I felt they missed the mark with the voiceover, even though it's got an accent. I wanted it to be more truly Japanese. Like, and I would like Yakuza. Like somebody been, yeah, I would have been yeah. all in. I would have been like this because it fills all of my loves. Like there's anime, there's animation, there's 3D. It's really great beer. I thought the part that was actually real life was really, you know, spectacularly shot and just the lights, everything really sort of brought it to life for me. But I think going on from that, accents, you know, you often think about it and there's a, a guy that's got a, I think it's a Scottish accent. And I think the brand's De Koenig Windows. I hear it on the radio from time. You know, it's Craig here from, and even that to me, it just stays in my head. Like I've got no need for a window, but it's his Mm. accent that attracts me to his brand, whether his windows are great or not, I don't know. But I feel that those accents can be good. And and you're right, Cara, sometimes the Aussie Ocker accent for us in Australia I think he's a bit too much, but I always listen to a US accent as well. That always piques my interest for for me. So I was just keen to hear what you guys thought about the cue and the element of memorability that goes with an accent. Does it aid or does it, does it detract? I think it, yeah, no, I think it definitely aids. And I think going on from your point, Pot, about the accent in this ad, I almost feel that if they had have gone like a a typical Japanese accent, it may have almost come off I think it might have cheapened it. Yeah, I think it might have cheapened it and made it feel too much like taking, I don't know, like sometimes when you use an Asian accent, it almost can slide into the taking the piss kind of area as well. So I think they've been, they've safeguarded themselves by using like an expat 
or you know some kind of like kind of English background um, yeah, rather English than going on. like well, rather than going full hog haul on it. But I think accents definitely. Like they, they, they stick, I'm like you say, there's a, a random dude that sells windows, but you know about him because of the accent. Yeah. So I think when they're used properly, um, yeah, they, they can be a, a massive advantage to a brand in terms of memorabilia, mem- memorability, memorability. Mm. Memorabilia. <laughs> Let's get a memorabilia. Memorability. Right. <laughs> I think you're right, Kara. It could have come off very culturally inappropriate yeah I think done so. too strong or too wrong but then you look at Frank Walker from National Tiles and and that's not culturally inappropriate because it's within Love our country <laughs> that is the strongest accent cue I can think of off the top of my head you know you've made it when you hear kids in the, the park or you know wherever going Frank Walker from National Tiles like, like you know you've made it's it brilliant. when people are doing like, that like how good absolutely is that? brilliant and how how cost effective for them yeah, to just yeah. be like, like you could so totally, totally see it coming to be where the Frank Walker's like, oh, I'll just do it. And everyone's like, oh, should we? Like, I don't think we should get him to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, he he's the owner, but he doesn't need to pay the ads. And it's brilliant. It's stuck. Yeah. But then another great example, Franco Cozzo. Yeah, yeah. okay today would people I think it's it's I like you so. say because it's the owner, is it okay? Is it because um, you I know these so. voiceover artists they have to be more careful? I'm not sure. Not I, I think with I them, think, yeah, I, see- I think it is. I think if I think we allow people to take the piss of themselves yeah not that Franco Cozzo is but it, it, it seems like okay well they've they've decided to do that whereas if it was somebody else trying to be Franco Cozzo's voice but it wasn't him then I think it might be a bit appropriate you know well, I, I wonder if the, but I wonder if you um like the the, the reason we we like Frank Walker and Franco Cozzo and like is that he's there's an authenticity about that like mm. You know, yeah. like it. Um, what's his What's his name from the buddy, the garden centre up in the Dandenong somewhere? Uh, um, Chris, Chris and Murray. Murray. <laughs> Chris and yeah, where have they um, gone? They're gone, aren't but, they? Uh, they yeah. separated, but he's they, still he he has like the two two garden nursery. But and that's where I think the Asahi thing How do I know over is that I think they've tried to be too international. And yeah, I think okay. the yep. thing that makes them Inside. different is it's a Japanese beer. Like it tastes yeah. Japanese. And I, I think they I think they need to celebrate that. And they seem to have tried to do that in the in the in the, the vision. But I think you're right, Craig. I don't think it the, the voiceover sounds like it's just Japanese enough for racists not to get offended. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, very safe. I think you're right. Very, very safe. But <clears throat> we're talking beverages today and I'm going to pay kudos to my friend in pink here today because I have always been a solo man and hence this, yeah. the moustache, the moustache, the solo man. The and there should have been a solo woman, but there's not for, for whatever reason. Maybe there is now, I don't know. But when he's like paddling down, like he's on, like he's going through the dirt on his kayak and he goes into the water and comes up and he's like, and he smashes it and rips it and drinks it. Now all of a sudden, what do you mean? Sprite having a crack at solo gabs. What have you got to say about that? I'm going to say it up front. What the are we talking about? 
Yeah, I don't know. It just came up in my news. I actually I haven't seen it on the shelves yet, but for those for the punters at home, Sprite have released two new flavors and completely redone their packaging and it looks like it looks like they're just trying to take on solo. I've got I've got I don't know, maybe that was just my perception of it, but um yeah, they've released more of like a lemon lemon flavor because the original is yeah. lemon and they've now released a lemon flavor the liquid looks exactly like solo and they've changed their packaging to be a clear bottle whereas sprite has always been that um so yeah it literally looks like a bottle of solo with a sprite label on it they've also added caffeine which i think they put a bit of coffee in a bit of hello interesting um but yeah i just saw it come up on my feed and i went what are they doing here what's the strategy here i i reckon they're making the most of Solo dropping the ball. Right. Solo seemed to be under the impression. And Solo, in a rare kind of twist of um, coincidence, is owned by Asahi Breweries. Wow. He's owned yeah. by Cadbury Schweppes when Cadbury Schweppes did Solo Man. Right. Um, light on the thirst so you can slam it down fast. Slam it um, fast. And they've let. Light on the fizz, not light on the thirst. Light, light on, on the fizz. Light on the fizz. So yeah. That's exactly correct. Um, uh, and they've. They've gone from being the, like the, it's a reward for, you know, the, hard. a hard and thirst, but soft drink style. Like a soft drink yeah. VB. Like a soft drink, the VB of soft drinks. They've gone from that to we're just selling lemon squash. Like yeah. I think Solo have dropped the ball and I think Sprite have come in and gone, well, people seem to like that buddy light on the fizz lemon stuff that they're selling. Australia, so we'll make some. And and yeah. I don't think Solo have invested in the brand enough recently to have any confidence of winning the battle. Yeah. There you go. Right. I feel like if I was to see Sprite on the shelf, though, I would still just pick Solo. Like it's kind of ingrained in me that Solo has the wide neck can, you can slam it down quickly. <clears throat> it's like the original. It's the original and the best. And I feel like Sprite, Sprite and, like, Fanta are always the cans that are left in the bottom of the Esky that no one wants. Like, they're the poor cousins. I'm not I feel like- Sprite drinker through and through. I love Sprite. No. Really? I feel like it's, it reminds me Why of... Why did you pick for a Diet Coke girl? No, yeah. Sprite all the way. Even at Macca's, I, ne- I always get Sprite. Really? Now. Right. I don't Sprite. know. style. If I, um, if I go into the soft drink aisle, um, which is very rarely, uh, Fanta. I am a Phantom Man. Phantom oh, Who are you people? <laughs> That's true. Uh, anyway, and, and I, I, was, <clears throat> I was amazed when I went to the to the States to see Phantom's got like 12 it's different flavors. If you go over there, it's massive with all of it. Yeah. Different I feel flavors. like, again, we're just isolated down here and they're like, oh, throw them orange. Yeah. Like they can just have orange Phantom. Yeah, orange was the original. It's not like throw them orange. Just, well, just I know, but they're like, there's obviously, there's obviously not the interest yeah. that there is in America that they just go crazy for all of the this oh, blue Fantas. Like there's yeah. crazy shit going on over there. How much food colouring can we stick in a can with sugar? That's, mm. that's it's like an ongoing experiment. Mm. And we had a... <laughs> that's good gear, that stuff. Really good gear. Well, interesting, that's for sure. That yeah. indeed is uh, watch this space and see if we can see that on our supermarket shelves. Yeah, and maybe stay tuned to our socials because Caro loves a blind taste test. So maybe 
Get some new Sprite and some Solo and do a blind taste test with her. Great idea. Oh, and can we get the original pub squash? (laughs) Yeah. Remember pub squash? Yeah. Pub squash or club? No, it was, I think they called it club squash because you couldn't call it pub squash for the um, kiddies. Uh, is that the Kirks one? Exactly. The Kirks yeah. do a good, yeah. Pub squash. Well, Kirks in the blind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kirks is at that lower price point. Yeah, yeah, know. but still got lemony freshness to it. Mm. it and does. I think we should just do a quick r- circle back as well once she's done the taste test to see whether the new caffeine in the Sprite sends her off the chart. <laughs> See, that's something that wouldn't interest me, though, because I'm such a heavy coffee drinker that the idea of perhaps having a Sprite in the afternoon as like a pick-me-up, I wouldn't want caffeine. Like that that would almost deter me. And I wouldn't drink it in the morning for a caffeine hit because I would prefer coffee. So that's but probably... How, how many soft drinks do you know have caffeine in them? Mm. Oh, Red Bull? Yeah, but there's a lot of them. A lot Mountain of them Dew. have caffeine. Mountain Dew. I think it's also JD a mind over matter thing as well. If someone's telling me it's got caffeine in it, perhaps yeah. there's a different reaction to if I was unaware that there was caffeine. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'll give it a go and then we can see how I sleep. <laughs> so what's the caffeine take on it? Just briefly, is it to take on Mountain Dew or is it to take on Red Bull? Is it to take on all these kids drinking energy drinks? Is it like, you know, it's Sprite Plus, I think, isn't it? Sprite Lemon Plus is what it's called. So what's the play there? It's interesting to see where they're trying to tar- tar- or where they're targeting this product. A couple of thoughts from me. Interesting that you're saying that, Kara, because some of the girls, the younger girls in our office have been bringing in, they bring in Coke or they go get a Coke in the afternoon instead of an afternoon coffee. And I've heard Nikki specifically say, oh, I just needed the, I think it's about the sugar. And she's like, no, I need the I think it's the Yeah, right. Mm. It's like a young, and then my other thought as well is. Are you saying maybe it's a young thing, like I'm really yeah. old? Well, I, I don't have afternoon caffeine either. Um, or I'm maybe, really maybe it's. <laughs> Maybe it's um, an alcohol mixer instead of That's Red Bull. That's what I was thinking because Red Bull is heavy. Yeah. Like if you're drinking a few Jagerbonds one after another, you don't sleep for a few days. Like when the was last time you've drunk you a few Jagerbonds one after another? <laughs> oh, fair. Oh, hello. Oh, oh no. Is there going to be a show? Is there going to be a show? <laughs> Dinner and show. <laughs> so hope he does. There we go. It doesn't matter. Oh, we just got the tail like okay, bye. All, All right, right, guess what? It's time for harmonics. Who's on today? Not me. Not I've me. got something prepared. Oh, oh I, have got something I had a backup because we hadn't decided. So okay. I'm going to put my glasses on just in case I need to hear this better. It's footy season. It is. So I am going to, um, there's a couple of things we can do. I'm going to uh, recite some lyrics from some football adjacent songs. Oh, yes, you are. You might have given me a little heads up to this last week. Yeah. So it's not about, I was going to do uh, 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 lines from uh, uh, footy club songs like, you know, it's a grand old flag. Melbourne. Then, um, flag. Yeah, that's right. Yes. And uh, and then I thought, no, maybe we do something like, where is our banner flying high from dawn to dark? Okay, you've lost all three of us there. That's <laughs> what do you mean? Where is the banner flying high from dawn to dark in a football club song of a 
team that is eight at the moment. Essendon Fremantle. Our banner's flying high from dawn to dark. Down at Cardinia Park. Oh, Geelong! Oh. Already said cats. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Go back anyway, to the tape. Well, we're not going to do that. We're going to do football. Oh. Right, you ready? I finally win one and you don't even bloody put it on the no. scoreboard. Uh, right, you ready? You're a scoreboard ready? ready? Yeah. Ready. Yeah. The clock on the silo says 11 degrees. Richmond. Oh, no. That's... It's not a football. It's not a footy silo. Oh, no, that's um, Paul Kelly. What's it called? It's called... Says eleven degrees. degrees. I remember. That's it. Every grand final morning they play that That's on right. Triple M. High rotation, leaps and bounds. Leaps okay. and bounds. I was in the biggest army the world had ever seen. Ah. The Holy Grail. Shit. By hundreds and collectors. Uh, well, I think you too was actually, was it? How does it click? I thought it was you too. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it, yeah. That's it. Holy grail. Okay. You can do whatever turns you on. Get out and clear your mind. Uh, up there, Gazali. <laughs> you are on fire. <laughs> you like my thing, mate. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say like <laughs> Okay. You ready? That's the thing about, that's what I like about that's the thing about the thing about football. I don't know what the song no, is, though. Like. It's called the thing about football. In fact, oh, did I get it? it the thing about be, football. It used to be the song they used to play on the footy show every Thursday night. That's the thing about. That's what I like about. That's the thing about football. Yes. Okay, I'm going to play you. This is. I found this piece of gold. Right, a is nugget. Anyone a, uh, is anyone a uh, Essendon supporter in the room? No. No. Okay. So this is a song by the Picket Palace, they're called. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know the lyrics, the song is called Anthony McDonald Tip and Wooty. Oh. <gasps> Anthony McDonald Tip and Wooty. That's it. I know this one. Can you hear that? This is gold. What's the question? No, I just, there's no question. I just wanted to play that. <laughs> that's ridiculously good. Isn't it? Oh, that's so good. I love it. I have heard that before, JD. Brilliant. It's magnificent. Absolutely Thank you very much, uh, Craig McLeod. Uh, three, three new. I think, he, I think he took it out. Yeah. Yeah. That was a royal probably the first time in the entire four years of doing the bones I've won anything. So I'm really happy. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Go, yeah, me. Trophies in the mail. Well, well, yeah, like the Gruen. Hold on a minute. We've got two of those. <laughs> One, two. Soon to be three. Double mate. up. Anyway, that is another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Don't go changing. We'll see all of you next week. Toodaloo for now. Looking forward to it. Bye.